Alright, someone clocked that. See how many times I said it and how long it took before I said it in this in this podcast. Shout out Wally. You're welcome. about this legend lineup give me give me a word or two words like a dumb purpose i think encapsulating i think i've said it a million times now just being with you going to these places that we're meeting guys with or even having webby here encapsulating full circle um and i mean what we were doing was digging under the surface right if you're just a normal average Joe in the league, you come, you do your thing, you play, probably not going to post games, you're probably not putting your name in the hat to be a liaison of the league, you're not going the extra mile. And I mean, there were years where, yeah, I would like, play on the national team, but I wasn't going the extra mile to try to get content or try to see a guy or spend time with a guy or have, even just like have a conversation with a guy or a gal. A little bit deeper that I don't know that well at the rinks. And now I would say after this, and even after the last couple seasons, I would have no trouble ever just striking up a conversation with anybody who I see in the league now that I don't know as well as I should or that I don't know at all or who's new and just saying, hi, I'm Evan. My nickname is Psych. And I think ultimately what's crazy is it might just be as easy as that. Walk up. Hey, don't recognize you and... Honestly, I feel like I know a lot of the guys, the gals in the league. I'd love to get to know you a little bit better. What's your story? Why are you here playing whiffs on a Thursday night in the rink, mm-hmm. drinking beers? So I think for our listeners, I hope that we took them on a journey. I hope that there were parts that they loved. I hope there were parts where they were a little bit questioning, um, a little bit more curious. They wanted to know more. They wanted us to dig deeper, and maybe we did, maybe we didn't. But all that can be taken and brought forth this next season to strike up conversations, bring up topics, get to know other guys better. Hey, Truck, when when you talked to Psych and Hove about this, um, I really love this aspect, but I'd love to know more about XYZ that you talked about. Yeah, it got me thinking about this. I mean, how many people out there are listening thinking, oh gosh, I never thought I would have that perspective from this individual, but here I am. And now, because I'm getting that, now I want to know more. And... I think that's why our podcast episodes were so long because a lot of the time we couldn't follow the script. It just it wouldn't have worked as well. We had to go off on tangents. We had to let whoever our guests or guests were speak their mind. Um, and just starting with Spoon, Seuss, and Pelp, you know, it almost felt like Spoon obviously wanted to let Seuss have the floor and let Pelp have the floor because they're still current players. And Seuss does have a lot of good insight, and he divulged so much, but. When Spoon would get that little idea or that subject or the question or whatever was popping into his mind, he really wanted to come forth and, oh, you know, I want the floor. I want to be able to talk. And everything he said was just perfectly laid out. And I think I saw that throughout all of our um, interviews. I think that's where those gems come in is you get that story because you went off on a five-minute tangent 
and Seuss is talking about something and it takes an hour, five minutes of Seuss talking about this one thing for that to jog that one memory loose in Spoon's mind and share it. And that goes back to the episode that we just filmed with, with Chuck and Joey was that one of those final questions was what's your favorite memory from mm-hmm. wiffle ball and to bring up getting the truck lights to light up the field in the world series expos versus brewers inaugural season well i think it was just a random night they played three games was that mm-hmm. oh okay thought that was a part of the season either way it was a part of the season it wasn't the world series so either way like we had tangent we went off on a tangent right when i asked that question even and he brought it back and was he laughed and, and told us about that yeah. oh that's a story right there and that puts in puts into perspective and got me thinking immediately like well yeah we have the lights on we, we don't have to deal with pulling up the trucks and getting that going but it just makes you feel closer to home with the game right. and with these guys who maybe seem untouchable or you don't get to hear Spoon's voice ever, and we heard it. For anyone, for anyone listening to this episode, you heard it straight from the horse's mouth. Spoon is is that guy and that player, and um, as someone who's not on the committee of anything, um, as a fan, um, and with Hall of Fame coming up, it's a it's a beautiful opportunity and. I'm going to be blessed to have known and met Spoon now and have talked with him, Seuss, and Palp. And if he were to get in, inducted into the Hall of Fame or whatever happens with that isn't isn't my main concern. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just agree with everything you said also. That um, may, it, get, it gets all of us thinking about different things that we didn't think about before. Mm-hmm. And I felt dumb during the whole process. I felt like a kid who didn't know anything. And that's what makes it great is because now I have all this information to absorb. At least I know I can feel more comfortable with it. Anyone else is just a bonus, but I'm glad um, I can. I'm sure I'm more enjoyable to be around rather than sulking and chucking my bat. and, (laughs) And yet somehow keeping my mouth shut, though, you know, I'm... Yeah, I'll echo it for the millionth time. That's why I'm so excited for this season. Another reason is especially something like this legend lineup and talking with Truck and seeing it, seeing him firsthand and seeing him in his comfort zone too. Uh, oh, it's beautiful. Crazy. Yeah, it, it totally was kind of a kid in a candy shop moment for me throughout from the first moment we hit record with, with Spoon, Seuss, and Pelp. Um, and Webgem was a trove of knowledge in this very room that we're recording right now. He was, anything we threw at him, he threw 10 times back at us, um, and more so. And Mip, obviously, um, I think he's more of a wiffle historian than he lets on with. I know deep down he's a nerd, um, loves everything about the league, loves being kind of a part of the league's, um, like media core now with him doing all the videos and at the end of the day, he's also a great human being, um, and he also loves wiffle ball, and he's damn great at it. So to see all these guys and their perspectives and just to bring up a subject, and boom, I see a smile on our guest's face, start laughing, and they say, oh, I never thought I'd talk about this again, but here we go. Mm-hmm. That's just the f- most fulfilling part. 
and I hope our readers got to, or our listeners, um, wherever you are at work, on the way to work, at home, when you're chilling, whenever you're listening to these things, I just hope you're able to be in an environment where you can put all the distractions aside and listen to what your fellow Wiffleball peers, your friends, and ultimately your family have had to say about uh, their experience playing Wiffleball, their experience in this fantastic league, because um, we got a bright future ahead. We're headed into year 20. Year 20 is going to be a full-on celebration. It's going to be one big party. Um, I hope, if you haven't already been excited, hearing my words right now, I hope it really pumps you up for year 20 because it's going to be something unlike we've ever seen. And nobody, nobody, I can confidently say, nobody does wiffle ball um, like the HRL does wiffle ball. And by the way, welcome to the Friday edition of the Legend Lineup with Seikenhove. Um, no, we've already jumped into a lot of things, but I guess we can just break down a little bit um, about what each of the guys kind of said. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll start with our Monday edition. Again, it was Spoon, Seuss, Pelp. Um, we were so, you know, Spoon or uh, Pelp was so graceful. Pelp and his, his wife were so graceful to have us up there um, back during about the uh, holiday season. We got to meet Spoon in person, shake a hand, put a face to a name, um, and just shoot the shit for, God, it felt like four hours. Um, didn't get to leave there until well past midnight, so. It was crazy. You could tell. We were there for hours. Yeah, oh, uh, for all our listeners out there, I wanted to point out, it was impeccable timing to be able to get Spoon in person for it, too. Um Obviously, me as a producer, and I'm huge on sound quality, so that was a that was a massive thing. It was holiday season coming up though, and it was just like, oh, oh, I can ask Palp about that. Yep. I can see if Spoon's coming into town for the holidays, and the stars totally aligned. Of course, he was, and um, yeah, we got to meet up with him, and you and I, Evan, and for any listeners out there, Evan and I are both pretty close with with Zach and with and with Steve um I've played with Seuss and Pop now for this is going to be my fourth season with them and I've been played with them for uh, two seasons and so that was just um, uh, that was a great night you mm-hmm. know had some drinks had some food and talked about wiffle ball for 4 hours and gosh we went over several dynasties and so many teams we've got we mentioned so many great players and Mm -hmm. that's where i falter the like not falter but that's where i um uh skimp the most is my memory doesn't serve me well when it comes to names or record statistics especially from one sit down conversation but we got a lot of i know i hope i hope a, a lot of guys out there were were her happy to hear all the all the old right. stories and just from those three you know like yeah and they, and they brought up a lot i hope it brings back good memories for all the guys the ogs who were there from day one got to witness playing against the reds got to witness how great um spoon was for example and the other guys so i think personally my favorite aspect about the whole um, monday episode was when they talked about um their first kind of experience with wiffle ball competitively in HRL guys when they went to Wifflin for wishes mm. um and had those legendary moments and we're getting hackled by the fans up up top that's CHS that was a CHS yeah. Wifflin yeah. so i think that was my favorite part of that um 
obviously just being in a room with all those guys and chatting about life. I mean, at the end of the day, we only get one life and got to choose how we want to spend it. And, and this has just totally been such a fun project that we've got to spend a good part of our winter, a good part of our off season doing. Um, and there was no better way to kick off the legend lineup than having these three on the Monday edition. Definitely. I completely agree. And I would, since you said your, your favorite little part, this is what came to my head was, was probably watching what, cause I'm, cause w- me and Evan each had our own chair. We were sitting around a big table. It's five of us around one mic and those three are sitting all on one couch. It was funny to watch Spoon start to say something about a story and I can see that memory immediately come to Zach's head and right. it's like on the edge of his mouth and he's like already wanting to like say his two cents on that story because mm. I think that Such a great point. I think any listener who knows about the HL or plays wolf football could really feel that episode just because uh, just because of how example how dominant the Reds were and just how much of an impact that they had that all three of them have been antsy to just talk about it, I think, and to um, to to lay that out and their their wiffle ball stories out to out to the public and got to give Palp a platform and mm-hmm. speak a little bit. Because he's a quiet guy. One thing I said to you the moment we left and we started driving home is that was amazing to see a father-son Yes. Together talking about wiffle ball and they got to play together for years. Like that's so cool. We got to talk with them both at the man's house. It was yeah. that was an amazing, amazing time. So if if that's if that's inspiration or or you're called to to do anything, maybe in wiffle ball, it's yeah. Tuesday we had Web Gem. Um, like I said, he's just a treasure trove of knowledge and. He just wants to produce it onto everybody else who wants to listen, and so I hope uh, hope everybody enjoyed him. I think what stuck with me was when he kind of talked about the evolution of his career. When he decided, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I'm a couple years in. I want to be on a winning team, but I also wanna I wanna take into account all the aspects of the HRL that it produces: the fun, the variety, the competition, the aspect of winning. So he began winning with the Gothams, and then post-Gothams, I think he really understood, I can really make my wiffle ball experience in this league what I want it to be. I can be a commissioner. I can be a vice commish. I can have these roles of, okay, you got a lot of things on your plate. You're in charge of a lot of things, but that's what he's good at. So I think with WebGem, he's smart in knowing, I'm not going to bite off something I know I can't chew, but I'm going to really shoot for the stars, and whatever rendition of that that I come out with, it's going to be good. I'm going to be satisfied with it because I'm going to put hard work into it. And hopefully it's going to serve the masses as well. And we've seen, I mean, he's been such a big figure in the league's kind of brass situation the last half decade to decade. Um, and he's going to put on eventually a great event for the NWLA tournament in 2024. So looking forward to that and just really appreciate WebGem sitting down and immediately getting into every nitty-gritty part of the conversation we had for him and and going off on tangents and really just kind of laying everything out there for the viewers and for us included to uh really grasp onto and and get kind of as a substance for us definitely and he such a great ambassador for the hrl um for football itself 
and he still enjoys that. I mean, he's got five kids and they're growing up and he's getting older, but, uh, where he's at right now in his life, he doesn't want to give it up someday that'll come. And he just definitely wants to know kind of like truck that the league is going to be in great hands when I do decide to pass off a lot of those duties to somebody younger, somebody who's got more time to divulge. Mm -hmm. So truck did a phenomenal job of that. Um, kind of as as the early years went on putting the right people in place and, and getting the right foundation in place to make sure that this league would succeed and goes to his credit by year two we had two cities and the numbers had jumped from eight teams to 16 um, and there was a good crew of guys already in and I think headed into year 20 we've got the uh, most wide variety and best crew of dudes guys and gals that we could ever ask for so got it fresh out the womb players and we've got players <laughs> since the very beginning that's since right day one that's right so our, on our Wednesday, on our Wednesday episode we had maybe five mm-hmm. five Mr. Five that was interesting uh, that was definitely a different podcast but I enjoyed it we hope to I feel like I knew immediately that that was going to be its its special thing. Yes, because we had Mippy on, but just because of the trouble that was brought up in the middle of our recording, having to move... Multiple times. Oh, having to move multiple locations. And, I mean, it happened so fast. I mean, it was just a quick little evening. It wasn't going to be the longest podcast ever with him anyway, even though it's funny because out of everyone that we talked to, me personally, I know I've said I'm a fan of Mippy before, but... I actually was really curious to hear what he had to say about a lot of different things in his right. history throughout the league and what he thinks about the game and whatever. Um, yeah. So that's kind of tough that we got cut short with content there for yes. this legend lineup. Mm-hmm. But I, I was going to say that, you know, if uh, if we ever continue doing it, especially here in the middle of the season, that'd be great and very entertaining. And we we should do something fun and, and, and lighthearted or... Um, Something specifically geared towards him, I think, would be fantastic. Yeah, and we've, he did mention kind of sitting down at a round table and chatting through a variety of different things, and that could still be in the forecast for the future. Um, as we're talking today, probably got about just over two months until first pitch of opening day, so we'll see if that happens before the season, during, after, who knows. Um, but he's great. It's kind of funny to hear how he wasn't sure if. He was going to stick with the A-Trail right away, and he was skipping nights, and they were skipping nights, and mm. that kind of left a bad taste in a lot of guys' mind. And now knowing where he is, um, certified absolute legend, four cups to his name, done so much media-wise for the league and continues to do it, um, pumped out the A-Trail's national documentary, um, played on the national team so many day, so many times. Just a whiffler who is so seasoned, who's seen so many things, done so many things. Um, and he was gracious enough to meet us up in St. Paul for one night to record. And I know he's going to continue being on a lot of podcasts. So he's a great, again, another great ambassador for the league. And we're lucky to be friends with him, I think. Yeah, for sure. was interesting to talk to him about. Just because no, I faced him now a few times in a right. couple very important situations. And, and then obviously last year, not, or two years ago, not facing him in the World Series. But... Yeah, to be completely honest with you, right now since we're obviously this is this is uh I think it's been like two weeks, two or three weeks since we recorded that with Mippy. Um I don't recall any of the content we talked about because 
and of course we don't have any notes i don't have any notes for mippy in front of me or what we did end up talking about because we are just bouncing around so much and i was so focused on getting us recorded or or um making sure we were all set up there that's right that was a lot for you to bounce around. traveling the equipment but that was i i really hope it it came out it came out well for you guys i actually haven't fully edited that edited that video but um or that podcast but should be pretty entertaining i if i'm not mistaken we got our first ever moving hrl podcast or (laughs) elevator podcast we kept it going um yeah, that was just legendary, and any time to talk to Mippy is a good one. And we got—I wanted to say this—I could have waited till the end, but one of the most important things that you know me and Evan talked about with this was just the simple idea to get different perspectives on the things that are going on in the league now. Yes, we wanted to talk about these legends, and the only way that they are a legend is with a long history. And we talked about a lot of history, but with all of them, we made sure to bring it back and talk about things that are going on in the league now. Maybe rules, Hall of Fame, um, awards, just players, team team outlooks, all that kind of stuff. And Rules, yep. Um Again, I won't go over any specifics when it comes to any of that information, but I really hope everyone listening just took a a perspective that me and Evan weren't trying to... Me and Evan have our own thoughts about it, about everything, just like we all do, and just like you all know we do, but... Um, there was never any any push for any for any of the guys to say anything to... Hey, we're gonna we're gonna ask this question, and um, we were thinking about we were thinking about this answer. Like, no, everything we truly just wanted to know their perspective. So, that's a great disclaimer. I mean, the one thing we all share in common is the present right now. Um, the future is not given, and maybe we all didn't share the past together. I mean, we didn't play when when Spoon and Pelp and Seuss were all together. So, obviously, we can't share that in common, but. Right now, we're all on the same level playing field. Um, we all share that in common. So it was it was great to, to hear those guys. And obviously, ended off with uh, the Thursday edition, Truck and uh, Joe. Um, I don't know how many listeners we have right now that actually played against Joe. Um, he played from 2004 to 2008 for five seasons as a member of the Brewers. Um, kind of a quirky dude. Sounded like he... Uh, was kind of more known for what he did behind the scenes and uh, kind of his fun and 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 love and lovableness and I don't even know if that's a word but yes what he did on the field as more of a character as opposed to like being the you know best player in the league or this world beater pitcher hitter vice versa so it was cool to know like gosh without Joe who knows where we would be and who knows the legend that Truck would be. And, and the way the league kind of would have played out, um, you know, like I said, every Batman needs his Robin. But in this case, you know, who was the Batman? Who was the Robin? Mm-hmm. I think I think they really worked as a team. And you throw guys like Westy and Sanchez and Chops, Kmart, all those guys from year one that really honestly probably threw things at the drawing board and said, oh, let's see if this works and let's pivot if not. And uh, let's see if this works, and, and if, if we love it, we'll, we'll keep it going. And 
by year two. I think they had a lot of those kinks worked out, and that's really just a testament to, you know, now and, we're on your And Chuck point. said that, that yes, he didn't even have, have to say he was the man behind it, but there was plenty of... He wouldn't have been able to make it through that first practice that he was telling us about, that they all had with, like, they were chickens with their heads cut off, and... <laughs> He still wouldn't have been able to make it happen if it weren't for everyone showing up that day sure. and then actually saying, yeah, I'm in, you know, like, so it's all the support combined, but I would still call Chuck Batman in that situation just because to actually have the idea, like he told us about posting it up on that, basically a blog, which He was is, the one getting in front of those mics, talking to PA and... That is so great. And, um... I want to say, I think that just made me realize a really cool thing that we did with the Sledge lineup was we were able to cover so much in-game play. I feel like with Spoon, Seuss, and Palp, we were able to cover a lot of style of play, um, pace of play, a lot of teams, a lot of players, a lot of more wiffle ball geared talk the actual play of the game, which makes sense because those are three absolute players and champions. Um, Web Gem touched on a lot of NWLA, touched on a lot of, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff. Mippy 5, you get the absolute best of both worlds. A little bit more creative side. Yep. Um, as well as, once again, one of the best players in HRL history, as said by... Coach, aka Trent Stuffis, aka Bia, aka Grammatica, aka whatever. <laughs> AKA he said. Cetera, cetera. He said Mippy was the best player he's ever played against. Right. So we got that side. We get creative side and behind the scene, and then Chuck. We just get an absolute orange origin story, and hear just how simple the story is, and yet how much it has led to. That just shows the depth of what that story holds, you know, like for it to happen that quickly. And he's and he even says PA's name, and I'm like, well, I didn't know that he did that. Like Paul Allen's one of my yeah low key idols in my life. He's one of my favorite people. Grew up seeing him at, at Canterbury. You know, you love Minnesota sports. You love PA for sure. And that's just such a legendary story. And, I think his most famous quote, at least the one that sticks in my mind the best, always does it, yes, is, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't love doing it. Something along those lines of, I only did it because I loved doing it. Um, and there's video footage of him in his backyard growing up saying those exact words. Talking about when he really started the home run league, you know, back in Massachusetts. So mm. we were treated to go up to his place and, and see a lot of, Kind of memorabilia from the early years in the HRL. We actually saw um, 2004 game used score sheets. Something mm. I thought I would never see. So, I mean, you step into a world like that and luckily we're prepared. But you just never know what you're going to find out. You never know what kind of conversations are going to lead to what. And we're just blessed to be able to bring this content forward for all you guys and I think honestly, selfishly, more blessed that we get to hear it in the flesh and we don't have to be the ones to click play on a podcast. 
yeah. and play it for ourselves for the first time. It's also a sacrifice because I can tell anyone out there that it's it adds a little bit of a little bit of stress, you know. I've lost a couple hairs since we started this. I know I have a lot. I still have a bunch of hair on my head, but I've lost a couple because of this podcast, and it's been fantastic. And Chuck, Chuck set a foundation, like you said. And another thing that he said that you just brought up a, a little quote from him, and it was the final thing that he said in the podcast, which was, the HRL is a league where you can take from it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Whatever you put in is whatever you're going to get out. And that's a, a luxury that not many other league of any sort can have. Right. And... I know for a fact I've I've even met a, a couple new people. I have a couple new friends that might love to come watch this summer and that just growth and he just exemplifies that and it really showed me just how much I uh I can't wait for this next season. That's basically That's right. my entire thought process about the entire legend lineup and about mm-hmm me and you doing this is just how much it does set the stage for year 20 and um yeah i'm proud of us i uh when you approached me with this idea i knew i couldn't let you down and you were very open and willing to kind of go forward with my idea for the legend lineup and god we just got a treasure trove of knowledge and uh but we had to go out and do it and that's what we did and i think you know, for any young guys or guys kind of stepping in the league or wanting to make a name for themselves or be known for something different than what they've been known for before, just go out and do it. You know, make that jump, whatever it is. If if you're waiting for a sign, this is it. You've stayed with us until the Friday edition, so clearly you're curious and you want to know what we have to say. Um, if you've tuned in at all, we just want to thank you. Um, you know, spent spent a good amount of time, you know, doing this project and prepping for it, and and obviously you got us all set up with technology and the microphone and everything, and so credit to you for getting us off the ground, and wouldn't be possible if if not for your hard work. Hope. I appreciate that, and shout out to you because there there aren't many other people in the league that are this just inspired. Mm-hmm. and um, inspiring naturally being such a successful player yourself and, and yet still have the desire to want to teach want to educate yourself and other people right. and you have a lot of very good questions that I think I think as a young man your questions and your where your mind takes you and where your ambition takes you is to just places that you obviously have a lot of care about like it you exude the 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 care that you have behind these things which i think is just again treasure trove of an opportunity to be asked questions by a person who truly cares and 
I know Truck can feel that, and I know Webgem would tell you anything. I know you and Mippy are pretty close, and I know those ba those baby cake boys and Spoon um, appreciated hearing you ask the questions that you did and and care about it the way that you do. So, well, I appreciate that. It's it's Hove and Psych. It's Psych and Hove though. Like when I as I'm speaking about you and thinking of good things to say about you at the same time this was just needed for you and I mm -hmm. both I think we did a lot of personal growing and growing together through this process too mm. and it wasn't a five month process but a lot of planning like I said went into it a lot of nights were spent what could have been you know we could have been doing other things and we have busy lives so to take time out of our lives and go do this and actually sit down with all these members in person um, Joe being the exception, but outline it. How are how are we talking, mm -hmm. improving our our own speech? How are we questioning, interrupting, outlining, preparing for an episode, and then analyzing it? And and we got better over the course of this project too. I mean, I remember coming over for the first time we did this podcast, and I'm sitting here like, I'm worrying about every word I'm gonna say. And now, I mean, you start the mic up, and it's like, all right, let's just roll off the cuff I want to get I want to get the content out mm -hmm. I want to be thought of as a dude who you know might be a little controversial on some subjects but at the end of the day you'll never have to wonder if you're getting my authentic self I'm always going to give my authentic takes I'm always going to give my opinions um, and try to state the facts when they're there and the fact of the matter is everybody we've had on it's a complete legend if you're listening right now, you're a legend because you made it through four whole days and you're on to day five, and that means it's Friday. Happy weekend. Um, and furthermore, like we've talked about already, Polar Plunge coming up soon, March 4th and 5th, I do believe. Lake I Nicomas. think ours is on the 4th. March so 4th. March 4th. And then a week later, at Baldman Brewing, we get together for the winter meeting of the 20th HRL season, mm. and then we're off. It's amazing. I I'm speechless at the moment, but um, yeah. I truly am kind of speechless because it feels like maybe maybe I'm being overcome with the feeling of or the realization that this is kind of an end of a tiny little era with me and you of figuring out this legend lineup and <laughs> making sure making sure we get truck on like we we had to have backup plans we had to have That's what right. were we going to do if this happened what are we going to do for this 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 and it honestly worked out too perfectly in my opinion and it it gives gives us all just a just more perspective that's what growth That's is right. is perspective so I'm appreciative, and uh, yeah. Um, well, on that note, this is uh, this has been the Friday edition, and on behalf of the Legend lineup and HRL Productions and the HRL Touch Mall podcast, I'm Psych. I'm Hove. H O V H to the L V. You dig? <laughs> and this has been the HRL Touch Mall podcast Legend lineup, Volume Five, where we 
have touched them all. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Love y'all. Love you guys. See you soon. Thank you.